call this meeting to order. We'll start with the prayer and a pledge. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for bringing us together. Let us see the truth, hear the truth, know the truth, and work with it. It's for the benefit of those who live in Reading. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell. Here. Mr. Bronner. Here. Mr. Bishop. Here. Mr. Boehner. Here. Mr. Tommen. Here. Mrs. Kroger. Here. Mrs. Edichico. Here. Seven here, or seven present, I should say. We have a quorum for business and a quorum for legislation. Uh, next is approval of minutes. Is there a motion? I had a question about that. Uh, just on page six, as far as the reading of ordinances, it, um, it just says ordinances adopted, but then resolution number. Are we supposed to yeah. separate resolution from ordinance? So there is an error. So would you like to make a motion to correct that error and change that word resolution to ordinance? On one, two, and three. Yes, I'd like to make a motion to amend the minutes. I'll second that. I'm making the change right now. Thank you. Okay, we have a motion by Mr. Tommen and a second by Mr. Boehner to amend the ordinance as, or sorry, as amend the minutes to read ordinance instead of resolution for the three ordinances that were passed at the previous meeting. Uh, roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Uh, the, the change is adopted. Is there a motion to adopt the minutes? Motion to approve the or minutes approve. as revised. Second. Okay. Who was that over here? Okay. A motion by Mr. Powell, second by Mrs. Edichico to approve the minutes as revised. This one we can do by voice. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? All right. Next up, audience asking participation. I see people in seats. This is a good thing. Raise your hands if you'd like to speak. I, I'm happy. Everybody, if you can't hear us out here, all right. Okay. So I have to read this statement so that everybody understands the rules. This is a meeting of the Council of the City of Reading made public for conducting the business of the council and is not to be considered a community forum. For those who wish to address council, please approach the podium, state your name. At this time, you will be allotted five minutes to speak, and we're using that clock. When you're finished speaking, please return to your seat and council members may comment or answer questions if needed. Council members or the city's administration may address anything said during audience participation during their reports or at the end of the meeting during other business. So, who's up? Start them right there, we'll, we'll pass them around. This is my house and my neighbor's house. Would, could, could you go to the podium, please, and um, and state your name, and then begin what you were saying. My name is Doug Bailey. I live at 321 Jefferson. Been there for 20 years. Problem we got down there is a, not even a. Okay, it doesn't only it was a son that the mother died. He moved in, took over, just nuts. And nothing else to say about it. He cut a hole in the fence, drove across the yard, he don't have a driveway, puts his car in the back, pitches a tent big enough to paint in, and opens up a body shop. 
not a very nice place to be living next to. Then he, I should I called the police. The first cop to come down there uh, had him tear the tent down and told him not to paint anymore. So instead, he moves out to the front in a driveway and continues there. He, Jesus, I don't know where to start. He, he has a burn in the backyard. He's just got a garbage can. And he's burning all this stuff in there. Call the police. I called the fire department. Fire department came down and said to me, Well, Doug, all fires go out eventually. Did nothing. I've talked to everybody that's in here. The only one that's done anything is Bo. Hit it with the EPA. The, fire, oh yeah. the one fleet, uh, fireman called the EPA. They were supposed to do something, but I never heard about it. So, what I want to know is who's going to clean up that mess down there? If you drive down Jefferson to the end of Jefferson, you'll see at least five or six cars in various states of painting. Take a look at them, look at the ground underneath them. It's concrete, the driveway, the, the street. Then he, you'll see the pictures in there. He's gonna take cars and put them out in the front driveway, his driveway, and did oil changes out there. I watched him when it was raining and there's water in the gutters. He goes out there and dumps the oil into the gutter and then takes a hose and washes it down. Well, it didn't all go down. It went on my driveway, went on my yard. It went down on the sidewalk. There's pictures of it all in there. It's all like that. It's, he sent him a letter. He doesn't care. No matter what you do, the man doesn't give a damn. I've talked to everybody. I've talked to the fire department, the police department, Rick Martin, Patrick, the EPA, and City Hall desk. And that's been a year and a half. He's still living there. Not even living there. He He's still in probate. He keeps going down and tells these people, well, we're going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I've got to get the place ready to sell. He ain't doing that. He's not doing a damn thing because he just wants to live there for nothing, which is exactly what he's doing. The taxes and everything is being paid out of the asset, out of the... I'm getting like died by the... The state? Hmm? Pay the state of the state. Anyway, I've got a problem, and I was hoping you people could do something about it. That's it. Thank you. So, who wants to field that one? Good. I can um, take it since we worked on the uh, property maintenance codes, and I believe some of this definitely falls under that. Um, I will contact Dan Brooks. Um, you do, okay. Yes. Well, I'll follow up with him for sure. Um, I don't know if you've spoken with him. Or. Well, with Doug multiple times, and and with Dan Brooks and Ricky Martin and Todd Owens oh. and Brian Edens, and you know some of the things are difficult in that you got to catch people in the acts of doing things. And you've got all these ordinances. Mm -hmm. He's broken every ordinance I can think of. What sense of having an ordinance? Nobody and, and Doug, it's not that they're not supported. We, we have so many difficult situations, noise, littering, vandalism, that unless we catch people in the act of doing them, it, it makes it difficult for us. Well, that first and, police officer that came down there, he 
he settled up that with an attempt and a painting in the back in about five minutes. But he transferred out to, I don't know, somewhere north of here. Let, let me say, in the back of my brain, there's something that says, and I've run into this, the Ohio Revised Code has something against dumping oil and other things into anything that will end up in a stream or a river. Okay, I don't remember what that is. You might look at the Ohio Revised Code to see if there's something there that there is. He, state he, he, can deal with. He said something about that. They did. You're not allowed to do that. So that's a pretty healthy fine, too, I believe. Fine talk on that. Thousands of dollars. But I mean, I watched it. He waits for it to rain with the gutters. He thinks it will. It dumps it in. Can you get video of it? <clears throat> we got pictures of it. We got pictures of it right there in that one. But you got him. It shows him using a hose where he just got done sanding and doing something to a bunch of cars and blowing it down into the gutter. And that's when it's also flowing down. You see that one picture of the oil. That's on the, my front sidewalk. Is that area even zoned for businesses? No. And again, and take, for instance, you know, the cars that are parked illegally and don't move. You know, we have to go through a process to get rid of them. Um, you know, I've, I've asked Doug time and time again to continue to call, especially as things are going on. And, uh, you know, we have discussed these issues in staff meetings to respond as quickly, quickly as we can and to write him up and, and find him as often as we can. And it's a shame, Doug, we have, I shouldn't say a multitude, but throughout town, people who, like you say, have no regard for the law, no regard for their neighbors, no common courtesy, no common respect, and they're very, very difficult to deal with. And unfortunately, laws protect them more, and especially in exterior property maintenance, than they should. But, you know, Ricky Martin's job, I've, I've explained to council, and a job that I'm, I'll push to make a full-time job. I had a, Rick said a, it wasn't his, in his Yeah. It, well, anyway, it, it's difficult for us. And again, we have to catch people in the act, and we have to continue to respond and go through processes each and every time these things happen. So, you know, I'd like to be able to kick doors down and, and have people drug out from time to time, and it's not something you want a mayor to be able to do nor elected officials and, and and we simply can't so we in some ways have our hands tied but keep calling doug and uh, i have dug in my contacts and have for years you know that's how many times we've spoken it's more times i can count hey, hey bo can i ask you a question if it looks like the guys run a business there right it looks like it's if, his own personal vehicles i mean if he if he's running a business there that that would be something that he can get nailed with pretty easily well and again we discussed this you know you take for instance someone called me the other day and said at the circle k lot someone had put up a tent and was selling government phones yeah. and the police were able to shut them down immediately as they were there you know when you have evidence someone's running a business you know And what he tells everybody to come, well, those are my personal cars. You know, of course he's going to say that. What the hell else would he say? Yeah, and uh, well, I believe there I is if a he, limit. If he says there's personal cars, I would, I would think, okay, let's see the, let's see the, uh, the, the license for one of those cars. Do you have a license for those cars? Yeah, but I mean, you know, if you if you own the cars, you'd have a license. I know we have five vehicles in my household and I change the oil in every one of them and it's so easy to take that oil to advance auto parts or auto zone or any of those stores and just dump it in their in their bin and it gets recycled people use it I mean so there's really there's no reason to dump it in the environment is there a way EPA can come out and, and maybe do a, a ground sampling oil doesn't easily disperse Somebody, we were up here Diane called I think it was um, oh, hell, I, Denise Diane front yeah. desk that they
they're going to show me a letter that they sent him concerning the EPA. Now, in the last week, since he, I don't know when he got that letter, but in the last week, he hasn't spray painted anything. He hasn't, he's rubbing a couple cars out. But I did, the letter was, we were supposed to get a copy of the letter. Never did. <coughs> anyway, do what you can. I'm uh, pretty sure the property, I think it was light industrial, and then under, on top of it, there's a PDD overlay. I have been trying to find out what the PDD overlay is. I have been unsuccessful thus far. So I'm still trying to figure out what the what the zoning is on it. So that could be another way to possibly go after. But even if it's zoned, if he doesn't have if he doesn't have any kind of business license or anything and he's running a business no. out of his garage, he's spray painting, that's not safe changing oil in the driveway and washing it. I mean, there's a lot of violations going on here. So I... Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Doug. Who's next? Hi, my name is Samantha Adams. I've lived in Reading my entire life. I live about five houses north of Dougaland, opposite side of the street at 408 Jefferson. The guy is just a nuisance. He has, I'm here as a main complaint of the car that he races up and down Jefferson Avenue. Many of you know, maybe don't. We had a car totaled right in front of our house, first week of May, from someone coming off of Reading Road onto Jefferson, lost control, hit my son's car, shoved it 20 feet onto the sidewalk, slammed it into a telephone pole. Just going too fast. This guy has that black and white Monte Carlo. It's the one that he works on the most. Apparently, it's something that he races at Edgewater. It's Grand National. Ed what is it? Grand National. Okay, have you seen it? Or you I have. Okay, so it he used to be the fastest production car ever made. He yeah. burns rubber up and down Jefferson Avenue from his house to past the church at 401 multiple times a day. I've seen him back his car down granite all the way to the end and peel rubber all the way up the road and around the corner and he started in front of well north of my house all the way to his house just lighting the tires up so i went down and I said, would you please not do that we just had a car total on this street we me and my neighbors have been hit a total of like six times in 10 years on that stretch i don't know how they get so much speed up coming around that corner but they do and we've had a lot of accidents there and he said, well, just call the police. I said, really, rather me call the police than come down here and ask you not to do that. So now, since I've done that, every time he goes by my house, he stops, lights up his tires, and revs his engine, and then goes on by. So the guy is just, it's like he's doing things on purpose to really make everyone, you know, mad at him. But he's just a nuisance. He does a lot of things. And, you know, I can't catch him and call when he's peeling his tires down the street because you know he's gone before I can even get the phone dialed but the guy's just a real nuisance to right there in the neighborhood and you know he shouldn't be there <clears throat> in that house he is squatting so well Sam we will continue and like I say just about every department here has been there yeah. multiple times and you know it's it's a shame what rude inconsiderate people the problems they call it causes here and they have no regard and the only thing that makes me feel good is the Lord will take care of them in due time. And I hate to, not to make you feeling better today, but. It's dangerous. I mean, we've got kids, we've got mm -hmm. animals, we've got elderly, we've got, you know, people just trying to get out of their car and go to church, and this guy is peeling out up and down the street. And like I said, it's May 5th, I think. His car was just totaled right there on that street. And so it's the last thing I want to see is someone deliberately doing it. So, I mean, accidents happen, but he's. He's going to hit somebody. He's going to hit a kid or something. Well, you know, as hard as it may be to believe, and as many times as Doug has called me alone, much less everybody else here, calls matter, and they are helpful. So, so please keep them coming. You know, sometimes it takes a while, but. Yeah. I have noticed, I live just down the street, and I've noticed that um, a few times lately there has been a police officer further down on the street. I, 
as long as I've lived there speeding up and down Jefferson because it's a long stretch of road and either going north or south people love to come around those corners and just take off but I know which car you're talking about I've seen it in action um, I think I've yelled at it before because there's kids on bikes yeah. riding down the street um, yeah so I think maybe if we can get police officer out there is there a certain time of day you might recommend is there something that's regular or daylight and mm -hmm. he's working on that car till it's dark every single day shouldn't he be done by now <laughs> he's like i don't know he's got three cars currently that have sand marks for now i guess he's doing it by hand he was doing it um you know with a grinder and i think Doug and Linda got that stopped a while back because he all day long was out there banging and grinding on these cars and um like i said i'm flat, like i'm down and across i can't imagine what it's like for them but um no i mean he's out there all day long anytime you go by in the daytime if it's not raining i guarantee you'll see him out there doing something on a car i mean which is fine i don't i don't even care if his car's loud it's just peeling the tires in the street fishtail and loose there's tread marks all up mm -hmm. and down jefferson avenue from his house to well, our police chief watches these meetings 99 times out of 100. He watches live and he catches up on the ones he misses. So he's hearing your complaints as we're hearing them and we'll stay on as best we can. I met I met Doug and Linda at uh, at uh, Bittersweet about a week ago, and uh, and he told me about the the problem. So I immediately got a hold of a few people on council here, including the mayor, and uh, discussed it with them. Yeah. So there's too many little kids, too many, yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for being here. It, it matters. Who's next? Bill, you want to go? Mr. Stevenson believes, and you know, like, uh, like, I apologize if I'm misrepresenting you here, 
um, that the council needs to vote on it. It's, it's my understanding that the council did back in 1962 when they vacated the property um, to those you know, like the, to those individual parcels. And like I said, I've been trying to like, be able to get this you know, finalized. Um, like I represent the Blacksmith uh, Education Association for myself, my neighbors on both sides of, of, of the gate. Um, once again, you know, like we, we have the paperwork. We're just trying to file it to keep everything, um, you know, like getting out of hand, somebody getting hurt, and you know, just so that it's legal because. Like, I'm an idiot. I don't know the law, which is why I haven't turned. But this whole back and forth thing has taken months, thousands of dollars, and I just want to get this figured out. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm here, I guess, just to, to, like, to clarify what steps need to be taken so that I can get this properly uh, filed. Well, the city's already taken the steps that uh, it needs to take, and they vacated the street in 1961. There's nothing further for the city to do at this point. Your attorney asked us to for parents sign a deed, and I said that uh, I didn't think uh, I, I'm not terribly comfortable with that unless you have documentation showing that there's other trans. I mean, you obviously have documentation showing there's other transfers that took place. Yeah, I mean, I have it here. I also but everything that. Everything that we needed to do, we did in 1961. Okay, perfect. Now, now the question is, your lawyer asked if the city would sign a quick claim deed, and I told him that I was not comfortable doing that, and I think, and I told him that if uh, it would have to be up to council if they chose to do that. But if we have a succession of owners between our responsibility ending and another one, I don't know that it makes a difference anyway. Um, Once the city vacates the land, it passes to the ownership on either side. Perfect. And that's so, done. So if my attorney draws up that, that quick claim, can you sign it? No. Why not? The city's already no. put its money in my No. Oh. What I said was, is we've done what we needed to do in 1961, and that's it. So as a representative, and, and you're not willing to... As a I have no authority to sign a document on behalf of the city of Reading. The only authority I have is to sign lawsuits. I don't have authority to sign a quick claim deed. So are you saying that I don't need anything from the city of Reading to go ahead? Because I don't know that you need anything from the city of Reading. Oh, awesome. But I haven't, I haven't seen a title search done. You obviously have. Um, I, I, I received a, a title search that was done actually by, uh, by Mr. Ross um, back in April when this thing started. Well, so, it, so yeah, the bottom line, look, the bottom line is this. The city of Reading vacated the property. You have owners that took possession of that property. You have the properties now in the name of a defunct corporation. Well, it's all defunct. Well, that's a good question how that happened. Oh, I did. Okay. Were you a member? Yeah. Were you a shareholder? There are no shares. It's a okay. Even though everybody that started the corporation is now dead, that actually doesn't matter because the state of Ohio allows the re reinstatement of a dead corporation. They do. Yeah, and I have the reinstatement with. Uh, the uh, that's fine. So, but that's what fine. you're asking us to do is to do a deed, and we don't do no, deeds no, when we no, vacate no, no, the property. We'll write, no, the, 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 my attorney will write the deed. He just needs you to sign a quick That's what you're asking us to do is yeah. is do a deed from the city. To the corporation and we don't need to do that it's gone through too many hands i think is what he's saying okay. so now if you come in, if you come in with some plan we can discuss it but the bottom line is is that when you call me out of the blue and say do you have authority to sign a quick claim i don't okay and the and neither does patrick ross and neither does the mayor neither does the president of council unless council directs us to so do we need an ordinance for that I would like to see the documents first. But, so you want to see a document that doesn't have anything to do with the city of Reading? Mr. Tucker. I, I just, I, I'm sorry, but I don't understand. Well, I do. I do understand. And, I'll be fine. and, I, and what I indicated to you and what I indicated to your attorney is that we did all we needed to do in 1961. And unless there is some compelling reason for us to do anything else with that, I don't see a reason for us to do anything. Is there any reason that, that the city would want to negate that ordinance? I don't know. Ah, okay. 
So is there a, is there a look, plan to, look, to take well, that no, property back, back? Back up, back up, back up. We cannot reverse that vacation just by reversing the vacation. For us to take that strip of land again, we would have to go through an appropriation process. That would involve <laughs> it would involve uh, a resolution of necessity that we required it uh, for a certain public purpose it would also require us to negotiate a price if there was going to be a price to be paid it would also require us to do an appropriation if we couldn't agree so that's what would have to happen for us to do to take that land back we vacated it it's not ours anymore okay sounds like you're just looking for some assurances that the city of Reading, whatever. I understand the entire field of property law. So I'm looking for information because I keep getting information from different sources telling me different things. And I mean, fortunately, you know, like Mr. Stevenson is very knowledgeable. And so I'm, that's, I mean, I, 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 I apologize if I, you know, if I'm coming across as um, you know, like it's blindsiding or whatever, but I'm just, I'm trying to, to, to learn. And yes, I would like to be able to go back to my, the, the, uh, my association and say, okay, we can actually go ahead with this so that we don't have to worry about, about this in the future. Because as a nonprofit, we don't have any money. So we're all just paying all these attorney's fees out of pocket because we want to keep our kids safe. When you say going forward with this, what exactly is, is your plan or your hope? Well, so, so according to and the auditor's office there, there are there, there's histories of so there's transfer to like the present owner do, like documents showing the transfer like from the city, the city of Reading to the first um, the, 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 the parcels on either side and then from them uh, you know step by step to, uh, to 1975 to the Wexford Beautification Association but this this which I received from the recorder's office is not actually a record of the deed. You got that from the you got that from the auditor. That's the the transfer card. I well from, from the recorder's office, which is in no. the same. You got it from the auditor's office. Auditor's office is on the third floor. Recorder's is on the second. Yeah, and I was on all the floors. <laughs> on the seventh floor. Yeah, which is it, it's a cool yeah. building. It's a little scary, but it's a cool building. Yeah. But yeah, so, so, so I got this from them and they just said that I need a, a title attorney to file this with, you know, like with whatever, you know, the thing that he creates to then finalize the, the deed with, with, the, with the Waxman Beautification Association name on it. Do you, have, do you have a legal description for the property? I do. It's part of, well, I There's two know. parcels. But in, so in ordinance uh, 6242, which is from, from the city of Burning Mac in 1962, it describes the, the, those two parcels. Okay. Um, so it, that those yes, would, I think I do. Those, are, those would be the legal description of the two parcels. Okay, perfect. So yes, I have those. And you've spoken with the tax map department that they're transferable and all of that? The, the map department? The tax map department about if those legals are transferable? I don't know. I, I mean, I talked to the, the, the auditor's office, the reporter. Um, yeah, up in the engineer's office, there's a tax map department, and they, review, and they review legal descriptions to ensure that they're transferable. I can talk to them. I, I, so. I have not. If, why would it not be transferable? Uh, can, can, conveyance standards change over time. Well, the, you know, the bottom line is, is that you, you're, you've described several transactions between us and the and the Beautification Association. Yes, sir. So, why you need us to do anything is a question. Well, my attorney said that he wanted um, the city of Reading to sign and the two neighbors that currently live in in, in the adjoining uh, properties, both of which I've, I've talked to, um, and they're on board because they're. I, I I got that from your attorney, and I told him the same thing I'm telling you that. Our, our responsibility ended when we vacated the property in 61. Sure. Well, you ask me why, and I'm telling you because my attorney said so, because I, I don't know. All right. 
So, Dave, are you able to sign a statement that outlines what you've just said? In terms of in what? A, in terms of the vacation of that <coughs> property back in 1962 was all that needed to be done. That record reflects it. The ordinance reflects it. I don't need to sign anything. So not even for assurance for his, uh, for his lawyer? His lawyer and I had a conversation, <laughs> and I told him to bring something to counsel at an appropriate time. Okay, what would be appropriate and what would be the appropriate time for it? Here's the bottom line on it, Dwight. We have what the city has done in 1961 was they vacated that property for the very reason of putting the gate there. All right, once we accomplish that, our part of this is over. You've got a series of transactions that took place between the owners that that property was vacated to and you have the beautification association your law the lawyer that mr tucker has asked us to sign a quick claim deed we don't do deeds when we vacate property okay now if there's some reason that we should do that it's something the council has to decide and not me Okay, I think we've heard that a couple times. Good. I, I just ask you what the appropriate thing is and what the appropriate time is because there was a time frame. I in think there. I've explained it all. I'm going to explain it. So it sounds like basically this is just to get the ownership back into the Waxwing Beautification Association, correct? Well, it, supposedly it's been there since 1975. But it wasn't okay. But Do you have a deed that was recorded that goes back to 1975 or not? <laughs> That's the question. then you wouldn't need it that's the issue but it yeah, does our ordinance is recorded yes. okay and all you need from us is that recorded ordinance to show that the vacation took place the rest is uh, the, the rest is putting a gloss on it that may not be necessary let me put it that way I talked to him last week. We had a nice conversation. He sounds like a nice guy. And I'm sure we'll have a nice conversation again. And I'm sure we'll have a nice conversation again after tonight. Okay. So we'll go from there. All right. Any others? Okay, seeing none, moving on. Reading of communications. I don't see any communications. Anybody get any? Yes, speakers non scheduled, executive session non scheduled, legislative session, reading of resolutions, there are none, reading of ordinances. Actually, Dwight, if, if I may, I just can I give a brief update? Yes, yes, I forgot uh, you wanted to do that. Go ahead. Yeah, great, Sorry. thanks. Go ahead. Just three minutes. I just wanted to um, give a brief update on our banking transition. We've made a lot of progress. As of October 1st, we're going to be making deposits and getting credit card deposits to our water utility account and the income tax accounts. And our first payroll in October will be posted to the payroll account. The lockboxes are a slower process, um, both in getting the new ones transitioned and the old ones phased out, but we knew that from the start. The um, exciting part of all this, though, is that last week we received our first interest deposit from the month of um, august and it was forty five thousand nine hundred and fourteen dollars that's all i have that's awesome nice that's a lot to have i was uh, yeah, hoping you would, you would say something about the ordinance that's coming up that's for you your deputy treasurer you have any comments on that i think you had a meeting tonight we um had a finance committee meeting and discussed that i think Andy was going to there so there are no reports tonight on the agenda but a discussion around the ordinance is always beneficial so anything you want to say about it 
Now's the chance. No. Andy? I mean, we can read the ordinance and then have some discussion. All right, go ahead. An ordinance authorizing the treasurer to appoint an additional full-time deputy treasurer, not to exceed one, for the city of Reading, Ohio, and declaring an emergency. Discussion. Discussion. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, this ordinance, we had the first reading last uh, meeting, and then we had talked about how this is something that is needed, and it's needed very soon, to be able to get somebody hired so we can get them trained prior to the tax season. We have uh, some pending uh, retirement coming up. We also have a uh, city clerk who's cutting back on hours, and uh, I believe this is something that is uh, certainly warranted and needed for the tax department to make them uh, as efficient as possible and help the citizens uh, with their expedient tax returns. And yeah, I'm happy business. to answer any questions as well. I mean, it, training for the tax department is not something that can happen very quickly. It's a more intricate job. It takes more time. And it's really not possible at all to train someone during our tax season, which really starts to come as the, the new year rolls on. So I'm going to be losing my part-time person as of the end of the year. It would be very beneficial if I could hire someone soon and start getting them trained so that they can be a productive part of the tax season. If, if I can't do that now, then it, it just wouldn't be any help. And I don't think there's any way we could get through a tax season with two people. Go ahead. I feel, I feel like the justification's there. Mm -hmm. um, I think we've looked at it in a number of different ways. Anybody else? No, I'm good with it. Sounds important. Is there a motion? I make a motion. We suspend the rules requiring a third reading. Second. second. Oh, <laughs> a lot of seconds uh, on that one. Point of order. Point of order. I think the I think the motion's got to be suspend the rules requiring second and third reading. This well, is the second. This is this is the second reading. So we're, okay, just the third reading is good. All right, all right. you're right. Uh, who, who wants the second on that? Throw, throw hands up, Mr. Bronner. So motion uh, to suspend rule requiring a third reading by Mr. Thomas, seconded by Mr. Bronner. Uh, roll call vote, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. <coughs> so we have seven yes. The the rule is suspended. Motion to adopt. Second. So we have a motion by Mrs. Edichico and a second by Mrs. Kroger to adopt the ordinance. Roll call, please. Mr. Pouch? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance carries. Ordinance number? 202334. All right, moving on. An ordinance authorizing the safety service director to hire two additional qualified full-time classified employees and to direct the civil service commission to direct the civil service commission administer a test for two truck drivers for the service department and declaring an emergency. Discussion. Discussion. Uh, service department uh, met with the uh, service committee, met with the service department two weeks ago, and uh, we got a handout, which I gave, also gave to Patrick, and uh, he was going to give a copy to Bo. Um, due to a lot of medical issues uh, all summer long, he was two or three people short. Um, quite a few things have happened since they're shorthanded the training has also suffered they they can't they can't get much training done especially trench safety training traffic zone safety training and community computer communications uh the parks department has been shorthanded for the last 11 years um they're going to look at possibly raising the uh pay because they can't get many kids to work there in the summer 
um, but a lot of the building, park buildings need roofs, um, and they haven't been able to put the roofs on, and they're hoping to get that done before this year, before the wood hits gets bad. Uh, the other question, or other point they point out, there's 16 catch basins that need repair. There are 24 stormwater outfall issues that need attention. These both require block and concrete work, and curbs throughout town need to be repaired. To do these projects, more employees are needed because they can't just send two people out for a day to complete and check off the list. Um, so that's why they're looking for two. Uh, there's a good possibility, pretty sure possibility that uh, they're losing one in January. And at that time, we may look at replacing that gentleman. But the reason for the emergency here is to get these people hired as soon as possible so that person leaving January can help train them on the equipment. Uh, they're hired as truck drivers, and after their 60, 90 day probationary period, they split them out into different things and try to teach them as much as they can, see how they, how they re react to some of the other issues. Um, but I mean, over time, we're gonna need a, uh, another personal electrician. We got a lot, uh, a lot of HVAC work that is being farmed out right now because we don't have anybody that can do that. Um, but uh, I'm open for any questions in case anybody has any questions on the ordinance. Bob, and I think we talked about at the service committee meeting that they hire them in as truck drivers by pretty much title only. Right, right. And they get trained on pretty much everything from there. But but name, naming it a truck driver is, is a basis of, of the kind of hiring that's the process. That's the classification uh, of the lowest paid people when they start out. And that's so they know when they're hired on that if there's snow, you're out. Right. That too, yeah. Right. And that was always, uh, I know you'd expressed concerns over uh, possibility of if we had an extended snow event, even be able to take care of this. Right. So right. this would help uh, help satisfy that potential right. need. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we pay for the CDL training because they have to be able to drive, have a CDL license to drive those big trucks. And, you know, at, at best, we might be able to get them hard in there by December 1st, which gives them about a month to train them to plow snow, which is not always an easy task for somebody that A, does not drive a truck, and B, you're trying to teach them how to drive a truck, pass the CDL license. Then you put a plow in the front until you go plow streets. Uh, well, Daryl's not going to let them go out in the narrow areas. He's going to let them do Reading Road or something like that. they got a little more room to go. But uh, speaking of which, uh, got a lot of complaints about Reading Road today, Bo. I don't know if they're going to keep doing that work. The uh, equipment was blocking both lanes going northbound. At one point, they blocked all three lanes, two northbound and one southbound. So they they were letting people go back and forth, and it was backed up to Cooper Road at one point going south on Ray Road. Beyond that, I experienced it. Yeah. It was all the way. I, caught, I got caught twice. Of it, but um, I know that project's coming to a, uh, a quick uh, conclusion, but uh, it can't come fast enough because the people are just about had it. Yeah, I was I was stuck in it myself today for a little bit, and uh, I think it's kind of a necessary evil right now, just so they can get that project finished yeah. up. I mean, it's it's not a city project. I think. Yeah. I'm well, they got to get it done because driving on that concrete's not very yeah. fun. Cir circling back to this uh, ordinance. this or, this yeah. ordinance, um, my concerns are always um, uh, that we have needs in other departments as well. Um, do we have the money to hire the people? We have it now. Do we have it? Will we have it in a couple of years? Uh, the economy is, who knows where it's going to go right now. Uh, so as, as, long as, as long as it's a move that we need and it's a safe move to make, then it makes sense. Um, but those are the questions that I have because um, we certainly, it's a lot easier to hire somebody than it is to get rid of somebody. And, and so I know we're short-staffed because we always have been. I don't know that the numbers from 2004 are really relevant to what they are today. Um, it's what we can afford and what we have in place. And if we're losing people uh, to, to attrition from retirement and whatnot, that's important too. Uh, just like with the accounting department, um, needing to make sure we have people properly trained. Because I know it takes, it takes quite a bit of time for these guys to get experience with all this different equipment. Um, the trap between all the we bought them a lot of equipment this year the track hoe the, the dump trucks the uh, you know, all the things they needed 
um, and the chipper shredder, all those things, they all take manpower. They all take uh, time and, and uh, learning to, to learn how to use them and use them effectively and become better service workers doing that. So, because um, uh, effectively their first, probably their first year, they're still learning, if not longer. Uh, they only get to try the snow plows out in the wintertime. So, um, that's uh, the overall, that's my concern of it. We definitely have to be ready for turnover, yeah. future retirements, but we also don't want to see any slip in our services, mm -hmm. you know, and then when we have major projects, you know, say if we don't hire on, now we got to perhaps hire out to do major projects. Right. Like, like the roofs. Correct. Yeah. Oh. yeah I mean, the big thing right now is the parks are getting really shortchanged. Uh, at one time, the park had one full-time employee and five part-time employees. Now they have one full-time employee. Generally, they send another one down to help Seth. Sometimes they have to send a third person down. And they used that to means some of this stuff doesn't get done if they've sent three people down there. They used to cut all that grass on their on their own right. as well. Yeah, we have we have cut a lot of grass. Now. We, mm -hmm. we never used to cut all that grass. But uh, and but quite honestly, as, as they told us, that, and Scott was at the Safe Service Committee meeting. There's times they need Seth to go cut wood because he's better at most of them. So that leaves the, the uh, Parks Department virtually without anybody because Seth's out helping the service department. But I mean, I'll, I'll guarantee you, if Daryl get two more people, he'll keep them busy. I mean, there isn't any grass going under Daryl's feet. He'll keep them busy. For sure. <clears throat> I know uh, John Vance said something even about they could have one, one person continually running that valve exerciser that we bought them. Mm -hmm. right. And I mean, they keep them busy. They haven't even started that. Right, right. They've been identifying lines with, the, with that machine. Well, they, they, they were out tonight. <coughs> Actually, there, there's three of them out tonight in overtime doing that mm -hmm. because they don't have time during the day. Well, the, so, the overtime was, was authorized and, and yeah. approved through a grant. Right, right. But that was just to identify the lines. They haven't <coughs> even done to, right. to uh, exercise the valves. Date, so. Was Mr. Ross in that meeting? Huh? Was Mr. Ross in that meeting? No, I had a meeting with Mr. Ross on Monday. And he got the handout and he gave, Bo, you got a copy of the handout. Of the, and that explained all this information. Um, I gave you a shortened version of the handout. Uh, but it, it's been, we, we can afford it now um, as far as the two people. Uh, next year, Robbie does retire. We have to, We'll have to talk about another person, whether we can afford it or not. We'll have to look at it next year. Well, I'll just simply echo uh, some of the things Mark said. You know, I have long said that the service department needs more help. Exterior property maintenance also needs and deserves a full-time person. You know, uh, another mayor from a, a community similar to ours has a full-time and a part-time exterior property maintenance person and, and still can't keep up. Uh, we need another detective in our police department that would be very, very useful on very, very serious things. Um, and you know what, our safety and services director, again, I took a full-time city clerk and a full-time park and recreation director and cut them to part-time uh, quite some time ago. And you know, the, all those responsibilities and duties that were covered by those full-time people now sit in Patrick's office and mine. So that's, that's my only concern there. I've, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've told you that, that the service department's gone from 20 full-timers, uh, you know, down to 13 in the last, what, 25 years. And it's a serious concern. So are these other issues as well. So um, it gonna hurt my feeling to see the service department grow at all. You know, like Bob said, they'll keep them busy. The other departments too, we now have another full-time person. I, I think we just okayed and, and uh, mm -hmm. so anyway, something to think about. I mean, would it be worth making that list and, and uh, writing down the salaries, the benefits and doing some doing some projections and, and seeing if we can even get some more help or if we can't? You know? Well, you know what, it's absolutely true. You know, as told you, you know, we made the cuts out of necessity. <laughs> By law, we have to live within our means and balance a budget. And again, in 2002, 2003, we spent $800,000 more than we brought in in the general fund, 800,000. And uh, hopefully that'll never ever happen again. On the other hand, 
you know, it, it'd be nice. We, we finally have some decent um, amounts and reserve funds. I think it's important we keep those, you know, going forward to make sure, you know, if things would go, ever go bad, and I hope but they don't. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of things to consider, and, you know, these won't be the last two positions you'll hear about, is, is all I'm trying to say, and we need them all. I'm not going to argue against any of them. I wish we could afford them all. Make life a lot easier on myself, on Patrick, and on all of you guys. I'm sure you guys have all heard the exterior property maintenance thing. Again, it's 3,500 homes, 1,800 apartment units, over 300 businesses, and we have a part-time person. And you know, the other one you know, I'd like to, to talk about too, in 2017, we sat back in the caucus room, the building department, you know, head of the build, building department, who's still on the same budget that he was on from the mid-1990s, same budget, you know, claimed that he was paid to give us eight hours each week in professional services. He asked for another $10,000 a year. He said he was spending six hours doing his professional job and the other two doing filings and answering calls and following up on work that a clerk could do. He asked for 10,000 more in 2017 and you know, was rejected by the head of the zoning committee back, back then um, you know, for a simple appropriation. So you know, now you got building department, exterior property maintenance, and very important things that I'm, I know you guys hear about on a daily basis and again you take somebody up part-time and ask them to take care of the responsibilities and duties that go with the jobs or they're, they're just like Daryl Courtney with Public Works they're asking for more people so I'll that, make a motion uh, we suspend the rules quite second third reading second it so we have a motion on the floor by Mr. Boehner uh, seconded by Mr. Tommen to suspend rules requiring a second and third reading uh, roll call please Mr. Powell yes Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. Rules are suspended. Move to adopt. Second. Motion to adopt by Mr. Boehner, second by Mrs. Edichico. Uh, roll call, please. Uh, Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 202335. Uh, Dwight, before we adjourn, I got a question. Yes. Uh, maybe to Mr. Bishop on the, uh, the new playback. How much that cost us a meeting? I don't remember what that the cost was. Isn't there? Is it so much a meeting is that it? they do? It's per yeah, it's per meeting. Per meeting, how much is that? Uh, it's two thousand dollars per meeting. I thought it was two thousand dollars per yeah. meeting. Okay, all right. Are we doing well with viewership? Mm -hmm. We are. I uh, he sent me the current numbers. Um, I actually will, since I didn't report the last meeting's numbers. What I'll do is I'll put those together and I uh, um, and update the chart for the next meeting. Ms. Powell. Shelly was first. Shelly, sorry. I just have, um, a, we are going to have a public health and safety meeting on October the 17th at 630 here in council chambers. Sorry, did you say October 16th? October 17th. 17th. Um, just real quick. I just wanted to say that ESP media, media ends up being like 2000 for the month because it's 1000 per meeting. Yeah. That's what gotcha. it is. It's okay. two thousand per yeah. month because they're joined on the same invoice for the monthly invoices, and I pay them every three months. Okay. So it's a thousand per that, meeting. That's right. Um, yeah. But when they do like, I think it's like some kind of like saving or archiving. You know, there's a little charge in there, but it doesn't happen every bill for the month. What time is that safety committee meeting? Six thirty. Six thirty. Okay. Uh, Historical Society has a settlement day dinner October 7th it's $20 always a, a, a great program and I have tickets and so do others so anybody interested let us know I did uh, distribute to my committee members uh, an ordinance from another community in the area and then also uh, a house bill from up at the state uh, both of these are dealing with uh, short-term rentals uh, been doing a little research I would like to go ahead and schedule a committee meeting if you are both available. Um, I was thinking Tuesday, October the 3rd at 6.30. I can be here. If you're both available. 
So we'll go ahead and schedule that. In council chambers? Uh, we'll do it in the caucus room. Caucus room. Mr. Brown. Uh, yeah, I just had something under miscellaneous business that was brought up to me by a resident. Uh, I live on Jefferson Avenue and they had some wildlife concerns. Um, in the past 12 days, uh, they've trapped seven raccoons, two opossums, one groundhog, and they've uh, expended about $1,000 on uh, having these done by professional. Um, they've had some damage next to their house foundation, their decks. I looked into it and I just made clear to them that the city does not trap or reimburse for the trapping or removal of any animals whatsoever. Um, but if you do happen to leave food out for say like stray cats or anything like that, those animals uh, will also eat that food. So I recommend not to do that. And if you are a person who does that, uh, that could be considered uh, harboring wild animals. And uh, also to please uh, have, uh, you know, everybody cut their grass and their weeds down as those animals can uh, can become a nuisance in those areas as well so just a reminder and just to let people know that uh, that is an issue especially you know when you live close to Mill Creek that is something that happens uh, you know periodically and uh, unfortunately you know the city really hasn't no recourse there so I hear they're tasty with onion and tomato Could be. <laughs> be, they were very humane I would okay. say. most adjourned second motion adjourned by Mr. Banner second by Mrs. Kroger all in favor aye, aye. opposed all right, we're adjourned, everybody. Have a good night.